Hello and welcome to the Blues Guitar Show podcast with me, Ben Martin, from thebluesguitarshow.com, the podcast that brings you passion, practice and perseverance for your guitar playing journey. Hope everyone is having a great week this week and I hope that you all enjoyed last week's episode about Albert King. Uh, Today we are looking at another phenomenal blues player, one of my absolute favourites from one of my favourite bands. We are looking at Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, of course. Now, cheers to you, as always, if you are one of my subscribers and if you have purchased the Triad Method. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the Triad Method, my new ebook, at the end of the episode. So stick around for that if you're interested. But let's get into this classic ZZ Top riff. Check it out. So that is, of course, Tube Snake Boogie, the intro kind of guitar piece from that one. Um, that is ripped from the music video, so it's not actually the studio version, but the, it's the very slightly different, particularly at the end part of that riff, it's slightly different. But we're going, I'm going to talk you through the studio version. But generally, it has all of the Billy Gibbons staples, and this is kind of focusing on how to play like Billy Gibbons, not, to play, not how to play exactly what he played. But I am going to teach you how to play that riff, of course. One of the things I want to talk about straight off the bat is his tone. He's got one of those really recognisable tones where you can just hear that it's Billy Gibbons playing. And even if he's playing on somebody else's track, which has happened to me before, you kind of pick it out and you go, I know exactly who that is. And it's just by the way that it sounds. And I think it's partially maybe 50% to do with the gear that he's using and what, you know, his kind of sound in terms of how he gets his tone out of the instrument. But I think it's 50% what he does with his fingers. So I'm going to talk you through... So he's obviously playing his Telecaster in this version, this um, this version that we just listened to, which is one of his uh, classic instruments. It's a pine body Telecaster, maple neck, uh, single coil airline pickups, premium wiring, things like that. It's nothing kind of especially... Uh, different except for the pickup which might make a big difference to the sound uh, he's also playing that through his huge mangatone super 59 m80 um, amp head and 4x12 cab so that's probably how he's getting his sound in terms of in terms of what he's playing uh, i would say he's almost certainly got some fuzz on that definitely some overdrive there on the amp but one of the things that really sticks out to me about his playing is that he plays incredibly staccato and staccato basically means playing short notes so that beginning bit you know, he he plays it in very, very short notes and his playing is kind of, uh, I would describe it as the opposite in some ways to somebody like a John Mayer or B.B. King or perhaps even Clapton where the notes are really fluid. The notes are very sticky and that sticky kind of sound is what really in my head is is the Billy Gibbons sound. So I think it's, it's obviously the, the gear that he's playing with uh, mixed with the way that he plays, the way that his fingers play. He's very, very heavy on the strings. I'm not sure what gauge of string he uses, but he plays very heavily on the strings and uh, plays with a lot of power and a lot of start-stop kind of sound. And it almost sounds like nothing is ringing out unless he wants it to. You know, he's not got a kind of a lot of long notes that are kind of ringing when he plays open position stuff. Um unless he wants them to. So it's a real, he's got a really heavy control over it. So let's go through the first part of that. Let's go through the very first part of the riff and then talk about where that part comes from. So let's have a listen again. Okay, cool. So this first part here. (laughs) 
That's the first part there. Now, one key difference actually between that and the original version is that in this version, it sounds more like he goes instead of the slide, but minor, minor differences. So what we're going to do is we're going to start off with your second finger on fret two on the B string, on the second string, your third finger on fret three. Now, this is a typical kind of rock and roll style double stop. Uh, we're in the key of E and we're going to go slightly bend both of those notes, play them together, slightly bend them and then resolve to two strings open. So that's uh, fret three and fret two then open, open. Then we're going to take the same shape and then move it up a string. So now it's a bit like a, the top part of a D chord. You've got fret two on the third string, fret three on the second string. Again, two hits, and then the third hit, we do a little bend. Back to that open second string, open first string. So that first part... Okay, it starts on the offbeat as well, so it's a one, two, three, four, one. Okay, so it's a second time is very similar. But the second time we pull off both of those bottom strings, so instead of hitting that like that, hitting it with uh, our pick, we're gonna just pull off. Okay, it has a little bit of a different feel to that, that one. Then we go up again. Okay, so those two parts together. So we go one, two, three, four, one. Then we have this. Okay, that's the first part. So we're gonna go on third string, four, slide down to two, pull off to zero. Or in this version, it sounds like he's actually bending two up, then down. Either way is good. And then you're going to end on that E, so fret two on the fourth string. So all together, one, two, three, four, one. Now, where that comes from, guys that are on my subscription program, we actually got to this a couple of weeks ago in the first lesson about rock and roll licks. Um, but this is adding two notes onto our minor pentatonic scale. So we take the minor pentatonic scale in E, that's our 0, 3, 0, 2, Now you think in that, you can see that's where our 3 comes from, from that first. But this fret 2 on the second string isn't in there. So what we've done is we've added in the sixth note from the major scale, uh, the major scale in E. So the sixth note of the major scale in E is a C sharp. So we have E major. So that's E sharp comes from the major scales. We're basically adding in an extra note to our minor pentatonic. Basically works and functions as a blue note. So you play those two together, and then the zero and zero comes straight out of the minor pentatonic. Then we go that fret two on the third string, fret three on the second. Both of those notes come from our minor pentatonic. 
back to open. So it's straight out of the minor pentatonic just with that one extra C sharp functioning as our blue note. Now let's have a listen to the next part of the riff. Okay, so part two of this riff, we're kind of breaking this down into three parts here. We've done part one. Part two, we have this... Straight out of the minor pentatonic type stuff here. We're going to start with our open E string. Fret three on the second. Open second. And then we go E, E, D, E. So that's open E string twice. Fret three on the second string for D. Back to E. Then we're back onto our third string for our four, two, zero resolve to the E. So four, two, zero and then two on the fourth string. Now you can do that as a pull off or a slide down. And then we just do the first half of that again. We do the E, D, and then B. So that's open E string, fret three on the second string, zero on the second string, and then go straight to the... So all together. And then from there, we go another time on the E. Go back down to the third string. We're going to go two, zero. And then fourth string, two, two. So. So from the beginning... one and two let's check out part three okay so we've got two versions of this part so this is the bit that's different between the studio version and the video version uh, so let's first go through the version he's playing here so after we do the on both versions we climb up to a b7 so that part there, we go on to the A string, we go 0, 1, 2. So I'm doing that with my first and then second string. Fret 1 on the D string. Back to fret 2 on the A string. And then fret 2 on the G string. And then in this version, he goes down to a run on the minor pentatonic. Nice, simple kind of run. We go back to this. So that's 3, 0 on the second string. 2-0 on the third, and then the John Lee Hooker riff, which is sliding from 2 to 4 on the third string, hit fret 3 on the second, 4 back to 2-0 on the third, and then resolve in that E, so. That's what he's playing in this version. Now, the studio version, after he does the walk-up to the B7, we go to... We go to a little A piece. So if we follow that one, we go up to the B7, and then we're going to go on the A string 0034. On the D string, we're going to go 
2255. Bend that 5 back to 2. And then from there, 2022552. And then you play B twice. Fret 2 on the 5th string, so. So if we take that studio version from the beginning part, we've got part one. Part two. into the verse it's a really cool lick and it's an absolute billy gibbons staple uh, let's have one more listen through to the whole thing just so you can kind of get it in your head get it under your fingers Awesome. So there we have it. A really, really fun riff to play. Uh, Now, I did say at the beginning of the episode that I'd be talking a bit about the triad method at the end. So if you haven't heard me talk about it enough already, the triad method is basically what I feel is the simplest and most usable way of learning the fretboard. Um, Learning the fretboard is one of the most, if not the most important thing that you can do for your guitar playing. It's going to make everything so much easier. Uh, If you can just put your finger anywhere on the neck and know instantly not just what note you're on, but how that relates to what notes that are being played in a song. For example, knowing what key you're in, things like that, knowing what scale to use. If you've ever had the question, what do I play over what? I think this is the answer. The answer is learning the fretboard and the answer to learning the fretboard is, I think, the triad method. It mixes some of the stuff that we've done a lot before on the podcast, which is the one octave scale shapes transposed across three places on the fretboard. So learning to play scales horizontally, diagonally, as well as vertically. Uh, mixes that with learning the triads, so learning to make these simple chord shapes with your major, minor, augmented and diminished triads all over the neck. Uh, it's just $9.99. You can head over to the link in the description below to uh, get access to it. And for me, it was just one of those absolute light bulb moments. So I wanted to make sure that I could pass that on to everybody uh, to help everybody in their kind of guitar playing. So that's it from me this week. Have a great week, everybody, and I'll catch you next time. Are you fully fretboard confident? Do you know where the notes are, how they connect and how they move up and down the strings? My latest book, The Triad Method, is all about using simple three note shapes to completely unlock the fretboard. This book is absolutely full of light bulb moments that are going to demystify the neck three notes at a time. I've compiled a huge number of diagrams, shapes and exercises based on over 10 years of teaching this stuff to make it as simple as possible. Download The Triad Method and see for yourself today. Link is in the description below.